This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is sponsored by Magic Jack for Business. Uh, you own a small business, you know the phone is your lifeline. Uh, Magic Jack for Business is a really cool way to get phone service reliability for a lot less money. Starts at $14.99 per line. There's no nickel and dime. I mean, you get all kinds of powerful features. So because you're a listener, you're going to get two free months of service when you sign up at magicjackforbusiness.com slash duct tape. So that's just magicjackforbusiness.com slash duct tape. Be one of the first to sign up and you'll get a phone free too. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Vivica Von Rosen. She is the author of at least four books. Maybe there's some I don't know about on LinkedIn and spends all of her time helping people learn about LinkedIn and we're going to talk about her latest book. LinkedIn, 101 Ways to Rock Your Personal Brand, Grow Your Network, and Build Your Business. She has a co-author, Dana Steele, as well. So Vivica, thanks for joining us. Oh, absolutely my pleasure. I've been a fan for such a long time. As you know, every time I see you and fawn all over you, so it's, it's an honor to <laughs> Well, be fortunately, we do get to run into each other occasionally out there. It's, it's a treat for me. So I want to start with the um, my favorite mixed metaphor, uh, the 800-pound elephant in the room. So, so I heard somebody say that actually, and you know, I mean, an eight hundred pound elephant's not actually that big. In fact, they're born yeah. that, born that big, but that's why I love it's that. Big to us. It's big to us. <laughs> so, actually, what I want to ask you is: Is LinkedIn really a useful tool still? It it really is still a useful tool. Um, sometimes I feel like they're doing their most to not make it a useful tool, but yes, it's still a useful tool. Well, you, you, I know you coach a lot of people on it, and and obviously. This book is chock full of very specific ways, um, and so a couple of that you really focus on are, are, you know, I don't really think necessarily about LinkedIn for branding, but that's a big part of this right. book, isn't it? It really is, you know, and th- they're LinkedIn for lead generation, LinkedIn for marketing. In fact, the first book was LinkedIn marketing an hour a day, which the reason I wrote this book was, A, no one's got an hour a day for LinkedIn, except for maybe my virtual assistant. And um, B, it was such a heavy, weighty book. And I realized that people were kind of avoiding being active on LinkedIn, not just because of my first book, but because it seemed like it was such a an elephant. It was such a monster, right? And so this book is really focused primarily on creating your brand on LinkedIn. Lead generation is a natural follow-up. You know, social selling and and content marketing is a natural follow-up and those books shall follow. But for right now, it's, it's create a brand so that you can create that credibility. If nothing else, because when you Google someone, when someone is searching for you and they Google your name on LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile is going to show up probably first, second, or third. And if your LinkedIn profile, i.e. your personal brand, is weak or non-existent, then you lose credibility. And so I thought this is this is a ground store thing. Whether you are new to LinkedIn or you've been on LinkedIn for a long time and using it actively, you need to make sure that you're creating a strong personal brand whether you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, certainly an author or a speaker, um, but even an intrapreneur within, you know, an employee within a company that that is still very much about building their brand. Um, Coca Sexton wrote the foreword for us. And of course, he was still at LinkedIn when he wrote it, knowing he was going to jump off into his new 
business, his social selling business, and he did such a great job of positioning his personal brand as a social selling expert that when he left LinkedIn, like the red carpet was laid out for him. So not that he didn't work his butt off, but but he had done such a good job that the connections were there, the media was there, the business was there the second he left LinkedIn. And so that's what that's why I wrote this book. And it's very very easy to read. I mean, it's literally a tip a day. Like if you don't have the one minute to read that page, then you probably don't have time to run a business. So, so, you know, your point is really a good one about the profile showing up, you know, for most people, at least on page one. Uh, and I think that for, uh, you know, a lot of people even kind of say, well, my clients don't go there looking for, you know, how to hire somebody like me or to buy a product to, like my company sells. But they, you know, they typically do look at three or four bits of information data points yep. when they do searching. And if that happens to be one that shows up, that can be a really useful tool. By the way, I, exactly. think, I think LinkedIn profiles actually are do follow links too, um, I think. Uh, and maybe I'm getting too too down in the weeds uh, SEO, but I, I, th <laughs> I think that uh, uh, that can be reason enough to, to do it as well. So yeah. um, let's jump to the profile then because you see a lot of course everybody says well first step build a good profile a yeah, lot of yeah. stuff is obvious you know maybe have a picture maybe have a picture that's a, a decent picture you know things like yeah. that but are there some some tips and tricks beyond the obvious that that make it more compelling I, you know i see i see sometimes instead of talking about their history i see sometimes yeah. people will jump right into a almost a call to action you know about right. why they're so incredible i mean uh, what do you find is really the most effective and uh, obviously i'm sure it's different for different reasons but what what are some of the tips on that yeah so as far as branding is concerned and then i'll move more into engagement cuz you're absolutely right um Things like the background image, it's crazy as a business and, you know, business person, whether you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, sales professional, marketing professional, you know, software engineer, um, you wouldn't dream if you've got yourself positioned on social media, Twitter, Facebook of having a business Twitter account, a business Facebook account, business page um, without having that banner image or that background image. And yet on LinkedIn, probably... 20% of people actually have a background image and then the 20% of the people who do don't have anything branded to their business or their company. Now, I get that in some cases, you know, you work for Oracle and you need Oracle's permission to put the Oracle logo up there. Got it. No problem. But if you have your own business or if it's a smaller business and you're comfortable, um, you know, with that marketing team, then please get a banner image, a background image that's branded to yourself and your company. So that that that's a kind of a no brainer, um, a mistake. And someone's teaching people to do this and it's driving me nuts. Uh, a mistake that I see all the time is people having something other than their last name in the last name field, mm -hmm. like and it's fine if you've got an MA or an MBA or, you know, PhD. That, that's not what I'm talking about. It's – and I did this, and this is why I know it's wrong, and this is why I don't want you to do it because it could cost you, like, thousands – it cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars – was Vivica Von Rosen, colon space, LinkedIn expert. And that goes against LinkedIn's end user agreement. And what happens is LinkedIn essentially blacklists your profile under any kind of search, your name, but also your keywords. And so please don't do that. First name, last name, that's all you need. Good picture. The professional headline, that's that little, you know, it usually says title at company. You can, you can expand upon that. Yeah. What do you do? Who do you, you know, and who do you do it for? And if you've got room, why should someone hire you? 
Um, but to your point, the summary section, it's usually one or the other, right? It's usually, that's the 2,000 characters that describes who you are, what you do, and who you serve, expanded. Um, people either go for the resume, nothing at all, or it's right into the sales pitch. And this is your opportunity for people to get to know you. So as far as the branding side and, and really what I focus on with my book is tell people a little bit about yourself. Tell people about your history and tell people why your experience makes you a good person for them to do business with. Give them some test. You know, you can pop a little testimonial in there. Give them, if you work with a, a more of a male audience, give them some stats, give them some figures, give them some conversion rates, right? Give them a reason to keep reading into the rest of your profile. Um, of course, share media that adds credibility, uh, whether it's an interview on YouTube, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, an article on some online magazine or maybe it's a real magazine. Take a picture of it, upload a PDF. Uh, there's there's a, a numerous ways that you can use media to prove your, you know, who you say you are. And then finally, go for the recommendations. Like if have other people say how great you are. If just those few things alone, which should take you less than an hour period, not an hour a day, less than an hour period, will really create a stronger brand on LinkedIn. And then to speak to your point, John, you know, buy the person a drink first. Don't yeah. don't just go like, hey, thanks for connecting yeah. on LinkedIn. This is what I do. You sound like one of those like political political commercials, right? Don't don't do that. Take a breath. Give the person a minute or two to get to know you. Maybe go into their profile, find out more about them, take a look at their activity, like focus on your actual prospect instead of expecting them to focus on you, right? See what they're posting, see if you can reply to some of their updates. If they're if they're writing published posts, then by all means engage with them there. And eventually, when you get a little engagement with that prospect, then you can go for the ask. But I think the thing that people do wrong, whether it's, you know, inviting someone to connect and in the invitation trying to pitch their product or service or, you know, connecting to someone in the next letter is a perch for the a pitch for their product or service or, you know, paying for in-mails and all it is is pitch, pitch, pitch. And then people say LinkedIn doesn't work. Well, no, it doesn't look, work that way because it doesn't work that way in any way, shape, or form on any platform in business at all. So get to know who your your prospect is. Begin that engagement process. And yes, eventually, of course, go for the ask, which, by the way, should always be over the phone, not you know necessarily just through LinkedIn Messenger. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and unfortunately, and we'll we'll jump to that. In another, there's. There's people selling yeah. these kind of engagement <laughs> campaigns, you know, that are yeah. meant to kind of do that. Um, and they all, you know, ultimately look and kind of feel and smell the same. Um, yeah. Let's talk about content. Uh, obviously, yeah. content is the big hairy beast that a lot of uh, particularly small business owners are just, yeah. you know, really wrestling with. So and, and obviously LinkedIn now is another place that people are told to put content. Um, right. So so now that everyone is generating long form content on yeah. LinkedIn, uh, you know, is there a way to use it to truly generate interest? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of things about content on LinkedIn. And you're right. The, the main differentiator is the good stuff and the bad stuff. Most of the stuff on LinkedIn Publisher is junk. Um, and so having just a good post will differentiate you from everybody else out there. I mean, you can think about the, the newsletters that are landing in your, like, just think about the newsletters that are landing in your, your email box right now. Which ones do you open regularly? 
You don't open up the junk. You know, you've already got them alerted for spam. You open up the two or three out of two or three hundred blog posts or newsletters that from from trusted thought leaders that you love their stuff. So that's number one. Write good content. Easier to say than to do for sure. Um, number two, it's not one and done. I think that is the biggest mistake people do on LinkedIn, right? They they write their post, they go to hit publish. Now you can add hashtags. We'll see how that affects everything. But you add your hashtag, you go publish. You may, because it'll pop up and tell you to one time publish to Twitter and, and Facebook. That's that is not enough. First of all, while the post itself is evergreen and will live forever on your profile and is searchable by LinkedIn search, the update to get people there, to drive people there, is spaghetti on the wall, just like Twitter, just like Facebook. So you've got to, once you have written your post, continue to let people know about it. Continue to share that post socially over all the different platforms. Additionally, don't worry about oh my God, I can't repurpose it. Google will slap me. No, it won't. I, there's something about LinkedIn. I, maybe it's because it's within the LinkedIn, under under the LinkedIn umbrella, um, but but there's no Google slap for repurposing your content. Now, you'll probably want to customize it up a little bit um, just because of, of LinkedIn itself, the uh, the whole publishing, their, their, their publishing tool is a little wackadoodle. So that's an official term. So you're probably going to want to go in there and fix a few things, maybe change the title, adjust some of the formatting. But really, you know, you can absolutely repurpose the content that you've already got there. And what I'd love people to do and what I do is I look at that same article that's on LinkedIn and that's on my blog post. Look at the engagement, the views. I get way more views on my blog than I do on LinkedIn, but the engagement is exponentially more on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason. So drive people to your post on LinkedIn and then engage with the people who actually like and comment on <laughs> your post. Okay, now let's get real. Is, okay. Is there a way to game the system? So here's what I'm uh, getting at. Uh, yeah. I open up LinkedIn and there's a post or two in my newsfeed that uh, that has thousands and thousands of views and comments and it's somebody I've never heard of. It's not a you know, right. it's not a it's rock not star, it's not a you know, it's not a political candidate. It just seems appears to be somebody who yep. who posted something that day. So is is there something going on that LinkedIn is looking for certain things and they're then pushing those to the main page kind of thing? Is 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 that happening? Yeah, so there's LinkedIn Pulse, right? So there's Publisher, which is the platform where you create your, your long-form post. And then there's Pulse, which is LinkedIn's newsreader, which actually is not as useful as it used to be, just saying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there there are certain articles that if they get the attention of a LinkedIn editor, which, by the way, is a real person, um, they, can, they can then move that post into the Pulse platform, which then gets you more visibility. Um, Having said that, so when you post it, if you do tip and at LinkedIn Pulse, um, the idea is that the people on Twitter, not on LinkedIn, because why would LinkedIn, why would LinkedIn editors be active on LinkedIn? No, on Paul, on on Twitter, um, LinkedIn Pulse is the is are the LinkedIn editors, and so that they'll see that content. Now that I've shared it, of course, probably everyone's going to do it, and that's not going to work anymore either. <laughs> but um, 
so there's a better chance of it being seen. Um, yeah, of course, there's always ways of gaming the system. So I'm sure that there are programs. I, I know for a fact there are programs out there that, you know, you buy followers mm-hmm. and you you put your your article into that program and then all those thousands of followers um, look at and share your your post and then all of a sudden you've gotten thousands of views. Yeah, yeah, and I wasn't really talking about anything right. that's probably yeah, ultimately yeah. going to get you banned. Uh, I was right. just curious. Yeah, don't if, do that. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> if there were some things that you saw people doing that were that were moving, you know, content to the front of the yeah. line kind of thing. Yeah. So the good things. So that's a bad thing. And don't do that. Because in the end, it's all about the engagement. Well, if you just have a bunch of spam bots engaging right. with you, who gives a you know what? Yeah, so don't 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 risk your link in profile and your good reputation by by using those scammy tools in my humble opinion what you can do and what we so what we did with one of my clients what we do this with all my clients but 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 um my my client jean bliss had the most success with this because she's already pretty well known in her industry anyway but we repurposed her blog posts to linkedin and then we went through her connections and anyone who would be interested in her blog post anyway but might not you know, go to her blog or might not be signed up for her feed, we let them know. We send a message, hey, you know, as the, you know, CMO of this company, um, I know you're probably frustrated with these customer service issues. That's why I wrote this post. You know, we'd love for you to check it out. Give us some Hmm. feedback. Let me know if you have any questions. And not only did it just drive the visibility through the roof, because of course, it's not just those people who see it. When they share it, their network sees it and then so on and so forth and so on and so forth. So you've got a really good chance if it's a well-written article, which her stuff is, to go viral. That's number one. But more importantly, we got a whole bunch of um, requests to do interviews and um, podcasts and, and, and things like that. So above and beyond just the visibility on LinkedIn, it drives business. And that's really the whole point of LinkedIn publishers is to drive business. Right. And, and, and what a great, you know, example that I cite all the time of using, you know, your content now is your best asset for, for being, you know, for, for getting people interested, building trust. And so that's a, that's a great example of how to use it. Let's talk about a couple um, elements that I know you don't really cover this much in this particular book, but I know you uh, certainly are aware of some best practices. Um, Groups used to be great and then they (laughs) turned into, you know, giant, spam yeah. pools and but there still are some groups that you know are, are, are unfortunately have to be heavily moderated or invitation only and so there are some some groups that uh, make some sense to be in from a you know personal branding authority standpoint yeah. are, are groups worth your time no okay. i mean here's the thing okay let's uh, move on you, to the next topic you, you, <laughs> here with the caveat of if you own your own group it's still a good place to be the problem with groups is linkedin really threw the baby out with the bathwater Way too much spam. They changed the UI. Now there's the problem is there's no notifications yeah. really unless you unless you've got the app the the iPhone app because there isn't one for the Android. So if you've got the iPhone Groups app, maybe groups are useful. Um, if you're already active in a group, that's fine. It is easier to find, connect, and engage with people who you share a group with. So in that way, they're good. I mean, I'm still I didn't I didn't unconnect from all my groups. I'm still memorized groups. I'm just they're not driving traffic anymore. That's not where I'm focusing my time. However, if you own your own group and you have for a while, don't build a new group now. They're useless. But if you <laughs> 
if you have your own group and you have for a while, it's it's still a, another platform where you can get your word out. But if if you're going to invest time in LinkedIn, don't it, I say don't invest it on LinkedIn. I mean, I'm sorry, don't invest in, in LinkedIn groups. groups. Right, right, invest right. on LinkedIn, not groups. Right, 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 right. So the last topic, and I've not been able to get anybody to give me the definitive answer to this, but um, Facebook ad or Facebook. LinkedIn advertising. Uh, yeah, Facebook ads are better. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no question that that's the case. Uh, but have you have you found anybody uh, able to use LinkedIn advertising in a way that was useful either for you know direct business or for at least making connections that make sense? Yeah. Um, so the thing about LinkedIn ads is, is they're not as effective, especially for the smaller investor. If you got twenty five k. LinkedIn ads are going to work all day long for you because you get access to a lot better uh, uh, tools. But for the smaller person whose ad budget is under, say, 5,000 and really under 500, you really want to focus your LinkedIn ads, number one, on super targeted markets. Like get as close to that 1,000-person mark as you can and then do several um, so several ads to that thousand person market. Uh, so that's it. So really micro target your ads and focus on sponsored updates. Don't do the text ads. They're useless. Focus on sponsored updates and really use those ads not to sell a thing, but to either build top of mind awareness around your brand or drive people to a lead magnet so that you can get them into your email funnel so that you can then actually utilize <laughs> healthy content and automated marketing yeah. techniques. But um, as far as if you put $5 or $50 into a LinkedIn campaign, drive them to a text ad, I can promise you'll convert it to 25, you know, 25% conversion rate and make $5,000 off of it. No, LinkedIn ads don't work that way. Yeah, and, and and unfortunately, they're they can be expensive. So that you really mm -hmm. do, you, you know, if you're doing them to build a list or to, you know, create uh, you know awareness about a certain um, lead magnet or content yeah. upgrade, they can be expensive for that. Yeah, it can be. Um, but again, with the micro targeting, so right. my average ad, just so you know, my average ad doesn't run more than a hundred dollars. It's usually more like twenty five. Yeah. But I'm usually doing it when I'm heading over to, like for me personally, when I'm going to speak at a conference. I'll use it to build uh, visibility around the conference, maybe get some of those people who are in my audience anyway to hmm. come to the conference so I can meet them face-to-face, -face, so I can have dinner with them, so I can convert them. So that's really how I'm using ads. If you've got a new book coming out, it's great to build that awareness around the book. But to, to go, yeah, this you know this much investment. But it doesn't have to be expensive. That's a, that's a common misconception. That's when people go for the too big of an audience. You have to be super targeted in the reason you're using ads, and you have to be super targeted in the audience that you're trying to reach with those ads. And then they work okay. <laughs> That's my glowing recommendation. So, so I'm curious. Um, I'll spend one more minute on um, something you said uh, because it was so specific. How, how, if you're going to a conference, how do you target down to what's what's the select for people that are also going to that conference? Yeah, and this is why I love um, this is why I love the the ads. So I can select down to location. Obviously, that's right. a given. Um, Age and sex, and usually you you know just talk to the event uh, the, the event uh, coordinators and find out you know who who, who their purchaser persona is, who their ideal um, member is. So you can select by age. 
by industry, by keyword. So, you know, mostly we have CMOs, directors of marketing uh, here. So I can, I can focus on that. I can, if they, if they've got certain sponsors, I can focus on the sponsors, the companies that are sponsoring the event. Um, If they have a list of uh, attendees, you know, and I'll say like, you don't have to give me the list of attendees. I know you're not going to do that. But if you can give me the companies that these attendees are from, I can target them. So I can really get specific about who's going to be attending the audience. Obviously, it's easier if it's an industry event as compared to, say, just like, a, you know, a Tony Robbins type event that's going to attract all kinds of people. Right. If I'm speaking at Social Media Marketing World, I, I know pretty much who I'm targeting. If I'm speaking at, you know, uh, CMI, then I know pretty much who I'm targeting. Um, so that's, it, it really is extremely effective. But again, you just, it's the micro targeting and it's the content marketing with the sponsored updates. Awesome. Speaking with Vivica Von Rosen, author of LinkedIn, 100 Ways to Rock Your Personal Brand. So Vivica, so great having you with us. Tell people where they can find uh, more information about you and specifically about this book. Sure. So I'm at Vivica at LinkedInToBusiness.com. If you're old and you do email still, that's that's one way you can actually reach me. I, I do respond to email. Go figure. I'm at LinkedIn Expert on Twitter. I'm at LinkedIn Expert on Instagram. I'm, I'm LinkedIn Expert on YouTube. I'm LinkedIn Expert on LinkedIn. That was very handy. Uh, my website's LinkedInToBusiness.com. And um, I'm going to actually, uh, I'm, I'm sending you right now a, um, a bit.ly link. So it's a little bit easier. It's bit.ly forward slash buy 101 one li book well it seemed easier at the time um or you could just go to amazon we'll we'll have that in the show notes too for those of you listening so it's in the show notes uh, or just go to amazon it's uh linkedin colon space 101 ways to rock that'll take you to um either it probably take you to dana's page because she's a more prolific author than i am my co-author but uh you you'll you'll find it there Awesome. And yeah, we'd love for you to grab it. And uh, of course, if you're an event that I'm at, I'm more than happy to sign a copy for you. Awesome. Vivica, thanks so much for joining us. And um, I know we'll see you out there on the road. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Sean. 